And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of A Foot in the Opposition Camp from us here at the Glovers Cast. And this weekend, Havant and Waterlooville are the latest visitors to Hewish Park. And I'm very pleased to say that we are joined by BBC Radio Solent's Cliff Pledge. So first of all, Cliff, a very big welcome to the Glovers Cast. Thank you very much for inviting me on. No problem at all. Now, we have to say at the beginning that, uh, that, that Cliff... Uh, has uh, covered having a Waterlooville on a number of occasions this season, but you also cover an awful lot of other teams across the Solon area. And as you were telling me off air, you are but one man. So, so go, how, how many how many teams do you cover? Uh, about twelve senior teams, and then if the junior teams do well in the FA Vars, for example, I might jump on that as well. But from Eastley in the National League. Right. Uh, into into the fourth tier of non-league football, Southern League Division One. Uh, I've got about a dozen teams that I try to keep tabs on and try and visit a different one every week. Can we do a commentary every week with with a local legend as a pundit? So it's all very nice. But uh, I've been I've done five Haven and Waterlooville games this year, so I I have seen them, but I'm not um, you know I, I know enough about them. I care deeply for them, but I, I'm I'm not their home and away. No, and you were telling me that when they uh, were promoted, was it out of this division um, yeah. previously? You you covered them all season, basically. Oh yeah, trip yeah. up to Hartlepool before Christmas and all the, all the fun. Uh, but they did. They only lasted one season. They've been found um, They were founder members of the National League South, and apart from two seasons, they've been there ever since. So they're pretty much part of the furniture. They're one of the one of the bigger guns normally, but this season they're having a very poor season. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's let's talk about that because, and I know you you'd mentioned to me that you weren't at the uh, the game where uh, haven't caused a, well, it, it it's definitely an upset now, but um, but at the time I know uh, Yeovil, well, we're, we're we're having a rocky by the standards that have followed um first month of the season, and I think it's probably fair to say haven't were as well and. Um, the manager at the time in 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 that game of a four three win for for Avon was um was Jamie Collins, but probably one of the most interesting things about Avon this season is the the managerial can I call it merry go round because it started with Jamie Collins, but I th- I think the two managers on now aren't they? I'd have to call it a carousel because it's not been merry at all. <laughs> it's been uh yeah Jamie Collins fan favourite as a player, the club legend as a player, but not the greatest coach by manager as his own admission. He didn't do very well at the tail end of last season, did not start the season well. So no surprise uh, when he was replaced. And Steve King came in with a reputation, I think statistically, of being the best manager in the history of the National League South. He'd got so many different clumps to the playoffs, but it it did not work out for him at all. 12 league games, no victories, got knocked out of the both FA competitions at the first hurdle. Right. 
Right. Whatever he tried didn't work. He wanted to move players on, but he, he couldn't sign players necessarily until he moved players on. And it just, it wasn't happening for him. It was not a happy time for him or, or the club. So uh, I understand he always wanted to manage them. The club always wanted him in, but it just did not work out for whatever reason. So they've got caretaker managers in that they plucked from the under-23 squad. Wow. Uh, there's three of them in charge, headed by Cliff de Gordon, and they uh, they just manage with a smile on their face, and the players have responded to that. They've actually won six out of 11 league games since they came in, which is much better form, because they've won one of 20 under the previous wow. uh, two managers. And we all know so... what that one is, don't we? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so Steve um, Steve King, as you say, uh, a well known face to people at this level, um, was was sacked in 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 December. And that, now, um, one thing I was gonna, it, I th- I'm right in saying having a Waterloo Villa a full time outfit or a, a hybrid, yes. yeah, full time. I think they like the word full time, but not professional. But uh, uh, they they are they their previous. A previous manager, Paul Doswell, thought that was the way to go. It seemed to work for a couple of years. If they are relegated this year, could they keep that up in the in the lower level? If they get put in the Isthmian or the Southern League, even if they stay up, they might want to reconsider that in future. Yeah, and and uh, often when you hear a full time team, you think, oh, well, that's a team with a bit of finance behind them. Is that the case at Haven? Uh, it's hard to know. They have been a bedrock of the uh, local non-league community. They're one of the many teams in the South that have not had financial troubles down the years. Uh, their chairman is uh, much respected, but not very, doesn't want to put himself out in the media. And since uh, in the last year, some of the investors have left the club. So right. there were investors at one point there, yeah. Yeah, so I th- you would assume there's not as much finance there as before, but they're not uh, very vocal about exactly what's going on. So they've been run really well. They didn't squander their FA Cup money when uh, they played the Liverpool game at Anfield. They invested it in the stadium. And so many teams in the South from the bigger ones like Southampton, Portsmouth and Bournemouth, all the way, nearly every team has had troubles and look like they're going out of existence except haven't haven't have just been run superbly uh but i don't know if they'll be able to maintain or want to maintain um full-time football going forward even if they survive i I don't know that's a conversation they will have to have in the summer yeah absolutely well um you mentioned there about steve king moving players out to move players in and one familiar face who he'll be returning to hewish park this weekend is um is ryan seager uh, a local lad uh, from from yeovil played for us um uh, probably never really got the opportunities um to play but he um he's certainly someone at this level that knows where the goal is and since he's come in he um he seems to be hitting the ground uh, running. He's got seven goals from, from what I can see, and that looks like it's all in league competitions. That's right. He got one in the FA Trophy, but couldn't stop them going out. So right. eight goals is pretty good. Uh, he's now uh, he's very experienced. He's, yeah. You know, he started out playing in the first team at Southampton. It's he's, his second spell at Haven't in his career. And he's, he's doing extremely well. They're putting a lot of hope into him. Uh, their leading goal scorer is just left on loan. 
so Mohamedou Fahl, who scored two goals against Yeovil back in August and is the top goal scorer, uh, wanted wanted out. He's gone on loan to Maidstone, having impressed against Maidstone and scored a, a winning goal against them recently. He's gone on loan there. Uh, so that's freed up a little bit of money for having to bring in uh, more forwards. I think we've got um, Callum Keeley, who Steve King let go, has returned to the club up front. And they've got someone who's been playing recently in Canada uh, has just joined them, Ethan Beckford. I don't know too much about him. So he might be a surprise uh, on Saturday. Uh, but Seager, supported by James Roberts, who's an uh, ex-football league player, has got seven goals. I'd say probably Seager and Roberts would be the danger men. Fowl is out on loan for the rest of the season. I'd be surprised if he comes back to the club. Yeah, we uh, unfortunately um, encountered Mohamedou Fowl at Maidstone a couple of weeks ago and he uh, he was on target for us again. And as you rightly point out, he scored two in the uh, in the game in um, at Haven on uh, Bank Holiday. Uh, Bank Holiday Monday, yeah, Bank Holiday Monday yeah. in August. So, yeah, he was, uh, well, it, it couldn't get more different to Ryan C. You could do one small and nippy and the other one's <laughs> tall and uh, Actually, quite surprisingly fast for a big man, uh, Mohamed Ufal. He seemed like a bit of a hit-and-miss kind of uh, striker. I think so. Statistically, he was very good for the club, but, uh, you know, he was a form player. So he would have games where he was untouchable and games where you didn't notice him very much. So I think to get the spark moving, he's joined a a club who are obviously been in the spotlight lately. Um, And it's just for the remaining players to just see if they can pull off Mission Impossible and keep the Hawks in the league. I mean, six six wins and five defeats from their games in charge. If they can keep that sort of ratio up, they've got a fighting chance, but it, it's very, very difficult um, for them to sort of ridge the gap and, and, and survive, but they'll give it everything they've got. They're playing now with a smile on their face. They've had a few comebacks recently. Those victories against Maidstone and Chelmsford were coming from behind to pull off a surprise win. So I think underestimate them at your peril. But if you get a couple of goals clear, um, you might go on and win at a canter. All the time it's in the balance. They've got the belief uh, to keep on fighting. Oh, that's good advice. Um, and I, I was going to say, because looking at their recent results, um, last time out, I think I'm right in saying, um, an excellent win over Chelmsford, who've been very impressive um, and are one of the form teams at the top of the table. But then then three defeats before that. And look, just looking purely on the results, it seems it is that. It's not... Um, well. It's not. It's been a bit uh, hit and miss. Um, perhaps more miss than hit up until this um, latest managerial change. Yeah, I think and it, it went into last season as well. Off the top of my head, I think they got something like fourteen points out of a hundred and eight available. So they really nosedived at the end yeah. of last season, and they haven't been out of the relegation zone so far this season. So the caretaker managers have put a smile back on everyone's place. They've won more than half the games. If they can keep that up, they might have a fighting chance, but obviously they'll see it as a free hit at Yeovil. I know they beat, they won on uh, Bank Holiday Monday against the Glovers, but probably if you look at the two lineups, there aren't going to be that many players still at the club uh, on Saturday. And they'll see it as a free hit. They'll turn up, uh, be a nice day out for the supporters. They'll give everything. But if they don't get any points, they're not going to worry too much. It's going to be the more winnable games I think they need to focus on. 
Fantastic. Right. Well, Cliff, really appreciate you sharing that um, uh, that with us. And um, hopefully uh, I, I'm guessing Yeovil isn't where you're, you're headed this weekend then. It was it was a close one. I suppose you could think the the likelihood of haven't getting a result I've plumped for uh, Weymouth against Worthing instead. But as you say, I, I'd, I'd love to have been at Yeovil. I can't be in two places at once. Maybe I'll see them play Bath City next week. But uh, this Saturday, I shall be uh, with Weymouth with one ear and one eye on Yeovil against Haven and Waterlooville. OK, well, as Yeovil Town supporters, we can only give you our utmost sympathies for having to go to Weymouth, Cliff. But um, but, there, but there you go. That's uh, that's rivalries for you. <laughs> anyway, Cliff, really appreciate you sparing the time to talk to us. Thank you again. No problem. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott.